Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Doctor, look. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Doctor Homebrew. Welcome, everybody. Dr. Homebrew here for you, with you, even during these trying times. Uh, Beverly just blinded me by turning on the lights, and it reflected off of her shoulders, and I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. I noticed that. It was dark and brooding in here. I'm trying to be in a bad mood. It was like the green f- flash at the end, you know, when I the apologize. sun goes down. Yeah. But it's Sorry, Beverly. Right. I apologize. Are you implying that Beverly is like? Mm, I don't know. Brian, uh, Brian, don't push the button on your on. In your thing. Brian, this button here. I couldn't yeah. see your faces, All right. your beautiful faces on the camera. That's what I was going for. Yeah, I'm trying to be miserable. I'm trying to be a miserable asshole today. Nobody you watches this. Are. Mm, I'm trying to be worse <laughs> than that. Anyway, it's Doctor Homebrew, and uh, you know what's not miserable is using PBW and Star Sand from Five Star Chemicals. You know, I used PBW to clean out my dishwasher. Because yeah. apparently there's a bunch of mung and like nonsense that can live in your dishwasher. Uh, not with PBW. Clean no. it right up. Like these little fat deposits. Organics just go away. Yeah, yeah it was, yeah. It was actually, I, I actually might do it again because I put a, just a little bit in the bottom mm-hmm. and it got a lot of it out, but then I just didn't do it again. You know what you got to check for in your dishwasher? Here's a, a public mm-hmm. service announcement. Not just about homebrew for yeah. you and our <laughs> listeners. All right. There's that. There's a place called the ledge in your dishwasher. So when you close that door, yeah, that yeah. lip on the door closes on top of the the sort of main cavern of the dishwasher mm. and if you got junk in there uh, it'll just get kind of smushed down and it never rinses out and every month uh. or so you ought to grab like a napkin or uh, beverly's looking at me like oh my god what's the matter with you you want to grab something and like just clean just take it and just walk just that's what i'm talking drag about it along there get that stuff off of there yeah yeah I think it's called schmegma mine has a yes. trap and everything i had to take out it was it was gross it was like yeah. congealed fat deposits it yeah was not good it was like well, you can run, run your dishwasher for a while get some hot water in there and then just you know don't close it just leave the water in there and just dump a bunch of pbw in there so it just soaks yeah 
and then you can really do it. Yeah, but it, hey, man, you know, sprinkling a little bit on there worked wonders, and it can do the same thing for your carboys and all the kind of other mung that you don't want to deal with. In I wouldn't life. do star sand yeah. in the dishwasher though. That, that might no, 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 up. no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> don't do star sand, but definitely TBW is fine. Everything's uh, everything will be all right. So thank you to Five Star folks for keeping the show. On the air. All also, right. It works well for brewing <clears throat> equipment. That's true. A- ask me what happens when you put star sand in your dishwasher. Uh, <laughs> we have two <laughs> beers for you guys today. We have an English barley wine and an American brown ale. And I'm excited about both of these beers. Yeah. Uh, let me wave at Ken. Hi, hi, Ken. Hey, Ken. Let's see. Uh, Where's Barbie let's tonight? Make, <laughs> let's make sure Ken is uh, ready. I'm gonna. I'm just basically throwing emojis at him over Skype. Uh, there's a smiley face and the thumbs up. I like the Skype thumbs up because it starts as like a fist and then the thumb actually comes up. Pops it's, up. Yeah, yeah, it's a moving. Oh, nice. Like thing. So uh, I wonder what their uh, poop emoji is like then. I don't know. That would be cool. Like soft serve uh, kind of a deal. <laughs> Do they have head banging emoji? Mm. Um. Let's try to just give Ken a call here. Maybe he's like, yeah, I see your emojis, dude. Uh, Ken, Ken's not online. So let's go ahead and start with his beer, and uh, right. he'll catch up. I'm going to pour it. I, do, uh, no breaks here. We're just going to go right we're into just gonna it. We're just going to go, yeah, I, I, we're going to go right. right into it. I want to right the breaks. I want to get in, get out. Got a nice little hiss there when I opened it, and I'm going to pour this down uh, down the glasses here. You want some too, JP? Yeah, man. Why All right. right, here we go. We have our... A little eight-ounce judging glasses here. Thank you, sir. All, All right, right. Uh, Brian Shar, why don't you go ahead and start on Ken's English Barley Wine, please. Yes, thank you, Jason. Uh, I really like this beer, uh, it's just as an initial statement. This is a really tasty beer. Um, it was Ooh, it a is. nice hiss when the bottle opened. Yeah. Uh, always a good sign. Uh, I even I checked the, the mark for bottle inspection. It was appropriate size uh, bottle and fill and everything. Uh, the aroma was great. Um, Great not being a favorite descriptor, uh, but it was malty, had kind of a, a candy, uh, candy-like candy sugar character to it, more of a toffee when I, I sat and thought about it for a little bit. Uh, you know, what's more British than toffee, really? Medium floral and earthy hops. Uh, no off aromas, no diacetyl. Uh, got some, at a low level, kind of a bready character. Uh, not B-R-E-T-T, but B-R-E-A-D, like like sandwich. Um, sweet ethanol. It was a very complex aroma. Really liked it. Gave that 10 out of 12 for the aroma. And I just smelled it again because I liked it so much. Uh, the appearance, medium to dark brown. There are some ruby highlights when you hold it up to the light. Uh, the head is low and doesn't persist, but that's expected for a style that has uh, this much alcohol. Uh, it's totally okay. Uh, to the extent you can tell with a beer that's this dark, it's very clear. Uh, three out of three for appearance. Flavor, initially the flavor is malt and toffee, followed up by ethanol sweetness. And I think it's important to, you know, when you're scoring a beer like this, when you have, uh, uh, when it's hot or uh, or harsh or otherwise unpleasant, that's often something that comes up more in mouthfeel. There's a certain character to ethanol especially when it's clean and well-fermented and, you know, not fermented hot where it's fusillet, where you've had a good fermentation, there is kind of a sweet ethanol character you can get in a high-alcohol beer, and that's yep. definitely present here. Uh, and that, that goes in the fla- as a flavor descriptor and not a mouthfeel descriptor. Um, bitterness comes up mid-palate to almost balance. 
it's still more of a malt-oriented beer to me. Uh, finish is medium duration. Uh, it's clean, malty toffee, really well attenuated. You know, I thought this was really, for a beer that's this big, and it's not quite as big alcohol-wise as an American barley wine typically, but it's a big beer. Uh, and this beer is, you know, good good job on fermentation because it's well attenuated. It doesn't leave uh, a lot of warty-type character behind. You have a sip, and then you want more. So yeah. 14 out of 20 for flavor. Mouthfeel, uh, 5 out of 5. It's warming, definitely, but not harsh. Low carbonation. Uh, it's that low carbonation is okay for the style. It's British and it's a high alcohol beer, so that's that's acceptable. Uh, full bodied, creamy, again five out of five. Overall impression eight out of ten. Uh, th- this a beer like this is why people like to drink this style of beer. And this is just really well made. It's flavorful. It's complex, uh, complex flavor, complex aroma, a tasty alcohol without being harsh or fusily. Um, very well done in a difficult style to ferment. The, I guess if I were to want one more thing, it's and it's kind of contradictory to what I just said. So uh, excuse me for being you know, internally inconsistent here, but all right. maybe a little bit longer finish on this beer would be nice. Wow. And that's not really fair for two reasons. Tell me one, about it, brother. One is it's well attenuated, and I was thinking about this in the car. Uh, we, I judged this at home, and I was then thinking about this <laughs> I judge this in the traffic on the way over. Well, yeah, well, who doesn't? I mean, that's, if you're going to be a real doctor of Homer, you're going to be ready to judge in pretty much any that's circumstance. True. That's right. Uh, I probably should I should have come up a couple points on this, and I'm probably even willing to come up a couple points on this, because I'd rather have it be well attenuated and drinkable like it is than if a longer finish means maybe it's not quite as attenuated and it stays on the tongue longer, I think it will be less pleasant Right, and it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I've always kind of struggled with yeah, and I've always kind of struggled with when you have a beer that you like uh, in every respect except for maybe the finish is really short. You know, that's like one of the. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm a was grandmaster judge, and I still don't know after what 25 years of brewing, how are you supposed to adjust the finish, sort of by itself? And all I can think of is attenuation, but I like the attenuation the way it is, so. I gave this a 40, but you know, realistically, I probably should come up a couple to give this more of a you know, 42. Yeah. Combination. Really, really well done. Yeah, attenuation and the aftertaste, like the lingering flavors that stay on your tongue and don't just dry off and wash away, you know. Right. But it, the, finish, yeah. the finish is long enough. It's not like it immediately goes off the tongue and you don't taste it anymore. Sure. Uh, and I'd rather have that trade-off of it being this attenuated and drinkable than be a little bit less attenuated and then be cloying and not as pleasant. The finish of this water is pretty dry. It doesn't linger <laughs> on my tongue I, like I'd like it to. That's true. What's the wetness factor, though? You call this water? <laughs> it's very thin water. So, All right, Brian Cooper. <clears throat> okay. Let's go. I very much liked this beer as well, I will say up front. Uh, had a nice, nice strong hiss when it open, opened it up. Um, yeah. Uh, in the nose, I get a pleasantly rich, malty uh, quality. Uh, it's mm-hmm. moderately mm-hmm. caramelly with a low fig-like note behind that note a slight kind of hey there, there's my minnesota mm-hmm. coming out oh. there yeah don't this you know this note is very nice um, oh yeah oh. yeah i you know i'd like to ignite this note for dinner i got a very slight uh tobacco and leather kind of quality in the nose mm. sexy it's like an old you know an old couch with a in a in a pipe, like, pipe smoker's house kind yeah. of a, i mean it doesn't really smell like that but it gives you that impression <laughs> Was that supposed Many to make this sound appealing? I'm just trying to romanticize books. the beer yeah, okay. here. Give me a, give me a break. <laughs> medium low earthy hops. Medium 
the alcohol, it doesn't jump out at you in the nose. It's actually so smooth that it seems like it could be medium low, but it, and it's just very, seems smooth and inviting. Um, there was a little bit of sherry, but not too much sherry there. There's, it is there, kind of a low sherry-like quality. Um, clean and, uh, yeah, no DMS or diacetyl. Comes across a little toffee-like, which I like. Uh, it's a copper-colored beer with a light tan head that uh, starts medium and fades to a low, low color of mostly finer bubbles after a fair amount of time. Um, that's fine for the style. It shouldn't have a big head sticking around forever with all that alcohol. Um, you know, I did find that the beer is fairly murky, and that's one thing that I noted is it, I'd like to clear it up a little bit. So I knocked it down a point on appearance for the murkiness. Uh, anyway, a fine point, I suppose. Uh, Flavor-wise, it's malty and, and vinous. With raisiny and caramelly flavors dominating the initial taste. Uh, low, out-of-the-way bitterness, uh, kind of medium-low, uh, towards medium-low. Uh, a medium but smooth alcohol is apparent. Um, finishes semi-dry, fairly uh, complex, uh, and it's balanced definitely to the malt. I got a medium-low earthy hop there, just kind of balancing along with the bitterness there. Uh, it is somewhat fruity, uh, like an aged dried fruit character. And again, that leathery kind of quality. Um, it's a clean beer, uh, definitely very malty aftertaste. And, you know, it, it doesn't linger forever, but it, it's, you know, it sticks around for a good while. It's not like, oh, it's just gone and washed out my tongue. But yeah, that dryness does play a little, a little trick on it. And, uh, you know, everything else is so smooth that it just, you drink it and then it kind of dries away after a little while. Uh, Mouthfeel-wise, medium full to full body, kind of, kind of medium full full in that range. It's not super full, uh, but moderate, moderately high carbonation actually kind of pushing just a bit towards the too prickly side uh, for the style. It was, um, you know, really big hiss when you opened it, and that it drove a lot of carbonation. So these bottles are pretty, pretty well carbonated, and that's, you know, actually... It's easier to air in bottles on the other side of things, uh, unless you're bottle carbonating. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And sometimes if you do bottle carbonate, I don't know if this was, I don't really see anything in the bottom. Hmm. Um, it can go further towards that side over time as you age your beers. And, um, you know, we've talked about that before on the show with barley wines. <laughs> like the last one you drink can be the, oh, it's carbonated perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> um, Boy, this this beer is super cr uh, smooth. It, um, you know, almost kind of creamy with no astringency, and uh, yeah, I, I I really like the mouthfeel on it. Other than the the slight kind of prickliness, yeah, very pleasant drinking English barley wine overall, uh, with a lot of interesting flavors to keep the tongue interested. Uh, CO two seems just a bit high, a little too effervescent, but really a fine point there. Also drives uh, some very nice flavors to uh, to your nose and and over your tongue. Uh, so I really don't mind it. And it's not jarringly like, wow, that's way too carbonated. Um, you can also perhaps figure out a way to clarify this a little better. But, yeah, overall, it's just a nice job. I mean, it's, these are fine points. Um, I think it's a really nice beer. I gave it a 41. Um, wow. It'd be interesting to talk about the uh, the water, too. Um, yeah, you think there's a water uh, thing going on? I, th I don't know. I guess... I'm wondering if there's a little mineralist in there kind of behind the bitterness. It's kind of accenting the bitterness a little bit, but mm. I don't know. 
I'm usually really sensitive to that, and I'm yeah. not getting it. But it's it not chalky. It's not there. No, and I'm just wondering what if there, what if any water treatment was done, and where you went with that. Like, isn't it burtonized kind of water, or is it a you know? Because it seems like there is some some minerality to it, but it's not uh, d- distracting. And like like oh, they really over adjusted their water. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's definitely like a f- 41 point barley wine here. We're we're dealing with this is this is nice. If you cleared up that. Uh, cleared it up, maybe dial back the carbonation just a little bit, keep this recipe like it is. That's going to be a, a metal winner. We have Ken on the line. Ken! Yes! What's up, dude? Hey, I, I was calling your other uh, Skype thing or whatever. Oh, of, well, I didn't know I had another one. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I, 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 I saw it on the sheet, so I apologize, man, but uh, we literally just finished with your beer, but I'm sure we can give you some recaps unless you were listening. I, I was not. I didn't know you could while it was Damn. live. But that's great. Ken, how dare you not know everything about us? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, man. Hey, uh, again, my apologies, but I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that we were able to, to fire emojis at each other for a second. That's just kind of what I really am all about. <laughs> it makes his life complete. Yeah. Uh, I've definitely gathered that from the show. <laughs> well, you know what they say, man. Um, let's see. Where should we start, Brian Cooper? Well, let's, ask um, let's ask him about how long he's how been long brewing. He's been brewing. Well, I've been brewing uh, with my wife. My wife and I brew together nice. uh, for about two and a half years. Yeah. Um, wow. We are chemists by trade. She's a high school teacher, and I work at a university. So that kind of gave us a leg up, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No wonder your fermentation uh, is so good. Do you ever use that against her whenever you guys are arguing? Like, well, look, I work at a university, so I know what I'm talking about. No, no. She's much smarter than I am. <laughs> good mm-hmm. answer. I'm not going to win that, whatever. That's <laughs> a good answer. Kenneth, are you two in a homebrew club, or are you lone wolves of brewing? Well, you know, I've, I was hoping you would ask that, oh. because I am actually Damn. in the greatest homebrew club in the country. Oh, please, please the, give it a shout-out. The Star City Brewers Guild of Roanoke, Virginia. There you nice. go. Right. Uh, we won't we have, uh, so It's a great club. I learned a ton from them. They have incredible brewers. We do quarterly competitions. We have mm-hmm. the best homebrew um, tournament in the country. Uh, the Throwdown, if anyone wants to enter mm. it. It's coming up in March. Ooh, how do we enter that? Uh, well, it's going to be on the BJCP site. And uh, we're kind of a small homebrew competition with about 225 entries, but we make up for it with about $8,000 in prizes. Wow. That's pretty good. You know, 225 that's, is not tiny. That's that's pretty that's, good. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good, yeah. Yeah. That's One a good One last shout-out about the uh, best homebrew shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, my good friend Rob Burden, the, the Southern Hills Homebrew Supply. He's a, a big part of why our club is great and a big part of why my beer is so good. Awesome. Good, yeah, a good local local shop can really help keep yeah, the energy going in your brewers. For sure. I'm assuming you like the beer. I didn't. I didn't hear anything. But... <laughs> no, it, it sucked pretty much. Um, no, we. Uh, I gave it a four. Cooper low, gave it a five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. thirteen did low not judge. Four. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, everybody liked the beer. Uh, Brian Cooper just finished. Brian Shar went. If you guys just want to do a quick recap for Ken, like a, a very like thirty second rundown of your thoughts. Hello, my my ESPN recap was no, I can't can't do do quite like that. I gave it a, a forty. I thought it was really well done, uh, really well attenuated. Uh, you know, fermentation was really great in this beer. Uh, it had a really complex flavor and aroma profile. 
uh, we kind of went back and forth here a little bit. I probably should have given it a couple more points because I ideally wanted you know, looking for things that are there were no off flavors, nothing wrong with this beer. Uh, I wanted to maybe have a little bit longer finish, but at the end of the day, I think the finish length is just fine the way it is. I, say, I like the attenuation right. the way it is. So yeah. four, 40 points here. Yeah, read through the guidelines of for English barley wine, and it hits most of the marks there. It just yeah, it's got some really interesting stuff. And then in the nose, I found a little fig-like kind of note behind the, you know, all the other the malt, caramel, and and rich, and a little sherry-like. Uh, yeah, just you know, it's appearance-wise, I I liked the appearance, the nice nice color, other than a little bit of murkiness, but um, you know, that's that's kind of a, a point down, and then quickly forgiven. Um, you know, it's, it's vinous in the flavor, kind of raisiny, caramely flavors and dried fruit. Uh, we're talking about the finish a lot. It's just semi-dry and, and kind of dries off the tongue, but still leaves a little lingering flavor for just a little while. And then you want another sip, which is a nice thing for one of these beers because it can really get you messed up that way. It's nice. Hmm. Um, yeah, and the, you know, the mouthfeel was pretty nice. I thought the carbonation was just a touch high, but otherwise everything was just kind of nice. Uh, so, yeah, I liked it. I gave it a 41. Oh, yeah. Great, I, I yeah. love those scores. Thank you. Yeah, we we aim to please. Uh, when when and I, I I remember noting that uh, when Kenneth sent me his first email, he said in his title of his message, "Delicious beers await your taste buds." <laughs> and I was like, "Boy, this guy better deliver." Cause yeah. Dang. Do you, you, are you sure you don't have a marketing side job that you're you know working education as a chemist? You don't do marketing. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Uh, I think my homebrew club, if uh, it's going to be a little disappointed that you guys are mm. swelling my, my head here. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how old is this beer, Ken? That's what I want to ask, too, yeah. I brewed it uh, almost a year ago. Almost, a- almost a year ago. Okay. See, really? he, he, I have a couple questions ab- about it, and maybe I'm way off base, but do you guys think it's too bitter? No. Really? No. For an English barley wine, you don't think it's too bitter? No, I don't. No, you guys are high. I think it's a little on the bitter side. I got I could have sworn that this beer was six months old. Like that's how well taken well, care of it is for a, being a year old. So I want, it still has a high yeah. retention of, my, from my opinion, bitterness. My question was about the water treatment. So I did note it's it's pushing towards a slight minerality, not like an over the top, like over overly adjusted water, but uh, something in the in the water is playing off that bitterness and making it a little bit. Mm. A little bit biting okay. to me. Okay. What was your water that you used? No, it's not my beer. I didn't do it. Um, well, I could tell you uh, what I adjusted it to. I mean, I put in uh, 3.3 grams of gypsum and whatnot, but let me just see if I can tell you what exactly the... Uh... And, Kenneth, okay. while you're looking that up, I Jason, the guidelines say this can be up to 70 IBU. Jesus 70 Christ. IBU is a lot of hops. And a fresh so one. This yeah. is this is, I think, well within... I don't even think this is close to 70, but it's definitely, wow. okay. it, this can be a firmly bitter beer. I haven't really, like, sat down with a, 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 a barley wine in, I would guess, 10 years or more. But mm-hmm. I like this beer. Yeah. I, be, because I think it's what you're saying, Brian. Like, you, you on the surface, you kind of want more to it. Um, I think as homebrewers, I mean, I came up in the late 90s of homebrewing, right, where mm-hmm. everything, you just mash shit in there, throw hey, as much crystal yeah. malt, all that kind of stuff, yeah. right? And I think that's what we're, we were sort of used to brewing. Right. But I think that sort of course has corrected a bit where you where you you don't want as much of that weighty stuff in there you want a little a little like a lot less because you want it to be drinkable well, you don't want to have four ounces of it and go yeah. well 
I can't have yeah. any more like, because I had syrup this morning right, and my like diabetes is out of control. Right. Right. Exactly. I don't, that's why I don't like pastry stout because you can have an ounce and you're done. I could drink. I could sit and drink this at the at the at the grenade here all night and be happy. Yeah. You have to pour <laughs> you me could. home, but still. Yeah, so, yeah. The bitterness can be just enough to balance and up to a kind of a firm presence. So there's a pretty wide range for bitterness. As they age, though, I would say they tend it tends to fade down. So you would expect this one to maybe be coming across a little sweeter and not have that much bitterness. So maybe when it was fresh, it was much more bitter. Yeah, well, or in a, in out of balance. In another now year, now it's good. Yeah. But, or just, you know, yeah, we're saving bottles to open yeah. one every six months. So, <laughs> there you uh, go. It's Kenneth, good beer. Do you, do you like store it. your bottles in a temperature-controlled environment, or do you just keep them out in a closet somewhere? Uh, it's in a very carefully controlled downstairs bathroom shower. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, that, hey, it's downstairs, and it's in a shower. Probably no exterior walls or something. Probably stays pretty nice down there. Yeah, it does. It's pretty, pretty 67 or something like that down here. Yeah, nice. Perfect. Maybe even lower. Uh, it gets pretty cold in the winter, actually. Mm-hmm. But no, I yeah. I was shooting for, uh, let's see, 76 ppm of uh, sulfate and 56 mm-hmm. chloride. So it's it's not okay. overly. Yeah. Well, those numbers seem fine to me. I think mm-hmm. that. Uh, well, depending on where your water, you know, if if you're sure you know where your water started, did you start with RO or did you use your water and add gypsum to that? I get my well water tested. Yeah. Every year, and it's basically because you're a chemist and you can't. RO water. Yeah. Okay. Good. Wow. Really nice. That's great. Yeah. yeah. We, Brian and I were having a discussion kind of before the the show about whether there might have been any water adjustment on this, and I'm I'm usually really sensitive to adjustment if it's out, like out of bounds, and I I couldn't tell anything. And you could back off the gypsum just a touch, just a touch. <laughs> yeah, that, that might be the bitterness that JP is is getting. Maybe. Yeah, it's a, it's a little more bitter life, than though. I expected it to be, so uh, yeah. I'll, I'll go with JP on that, but I'm hoping it's going to smooth out a little See? more as years go on. I know. JP wins one. I get, I get, I get a point every now and then, Ken. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> hey, man, uh, do you have any questions for the guys uh, at all? No, I'm glad I caught you. And, yeah, uh, me too. I look forward to you guys trying my uh, next beer, which I hope is even better than this one. <laughs> What's, What's your the, next beer? Uh, Belgian Dark Strong, if I look, if I'm yeah, looking yeah, correctly. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Okay. Very good. All right, Ken. Well, thanks, man. Now I got your, your, your true and proper Skype name. Um, I will uh, not make this mistake again. All right. Great. All right. Cheers. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Later, thanks, Ken. Bye. Nice chat with you. Bye. Cool. Yeah, I'm glad good we got him on. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, man. <clears throat> By the way, his Skype is I store beers in the shower. If you want it? Sixty-nine, sixty-nine. Literally yeah. does. <laughs> yeah. well, this is nice. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Uh, take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to drink an American Brown Ale, and we're going to do a whole bunch of cool stuff like that. It's Doctor Homebrew. We'll be, uh, you know, right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. 
pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Now back to the examination. All right, welcome back, everybody. About to fire up Skype again and get our buddy Jason on the line to talk about American barley wine. American barley wine? American bar- No. <laughs> American no, barley. an American brown ale. <laughs> American mm. brown ale, dude. Is this is American barley wine. I'll have to revisit my scores here. Yeah, you've here. been hiding some American barley wine from us, man? <laughs> well, you know, that's what I do, man. You got an- another bottle of that American brown American barley uh, Do I? No, I don't, actually. I think he... It? Okay. Yeah, he only sent oh, three, wait. and so I sent you guys we one home. We got the less home. carbonated version we could taste. Oh, of the, of the brown ale. Oh, yeah, I got more of the brown ale, dude. Brown, bring on okay, brown. Why is nobody accepting my invitations to chat or whatever, dude? I think I'm doing this wrong. They don't like you. Nobody. Who would, to be completely honest? Let's just call Jason right now. Are you right logged now. in as your right I self? I don't know. I don't even log out of this, so um, we'll see. Okay, I'll pour the less carbonated version while we're at it here. I have the Light I have more of the other one. Here, Jason, call me back, dude. Jason's on the middle. Uh alright, I have people uh, named Jason. Do, I tell ya. Dude, they are unreliable dickheads. Let me be completely honest. Uh Baxter Smooth Brown Ale carbonated version number two. Okay. You want that cool. one? I want to side by side them, yeah. Let's uh, I don't think we have any enough glasses for that. I just I got a water glass. I just need to pound some water. I don't have any water glass. Oh. I'll finish my show beer and we'll just pour it in here. That's fine. That's fine. I don't really necessarily need to. Um, all right, Brian Cooper, go ahead and please and uh, start us off with. So okay. clarify real quick for the listeners at home why we have two versions of the same beer. Uh, well, I guess Jason thought that his his beer was not carbonated enough. Maybe he listened to us over and over talking about how beers are not carbonated enough when we get them, and they're not right, and it just falls flat because it lacks carbonation. And oh, sorry, we had to give your beer. A are you doing a voice? Because um, are you doing no, a voice? Kind of. Okay, I just wasn't I, I sure. Could do one for you. your your beer should be a little more carbonated when it comes to us because <laughs> in a beer geek way. Okay. If you want to be a 10th level beer nerd, you need to be sure your carbonation yeah. is high. See, now I don't know if Brian's doing a voice. Yeah, who, who, who does? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Okay. What is my real voice? Does anyone know? This is the less carbonated. Okay, I'm bit, I got a big cup of the less carbonated here. Oh, that's good news. And then I'll open the carbonated, and I got you a glass. Okay. So basically, let's hear the hiss. Put that up on the mic. Let's hear. This, oh no! The, you you fist letting us hear the hiss of the carbonation. Oh, the story yes. is that we just have two different carbonation versions of the same beer. He fixed it, and he sent us more, and right. it's fresher, and therefore it's going to be better. So that's the one we judged. Okay, Cooper, go ahead and go first, please. All right. Now I'm tasting the less carbonated version, but I'll be reading my sheet for the more carbonated version. Is that weird? Um, only if you look at it in the eyes. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, so I'm smelling it in the nose. It doesn't seem very sweet, but it's pleasant and uh, lightly uh, a lightly chocolatey malt nose nose comes up. You know what? I need to do the carbonated version. Yeah, the less carbonated. 
I mean, it's basically it doesn't pop lightly flat. I mean, it's it's yeah, it doesn't pop. It's it's almost more watery. Jason was smart. Yeah. So okay. Good job, Jason, for sending yeah. us the second Big one. Big difference. Yeah, Big for difference. sure. Here, yeah. Uh, pour yourself some of that. Yeah. More yeah. than do the side by side. This is amazing. This is what we're talking about on this show. We're getting geeky on you. <laughs> this is how much carbonation actually matters on the this, judging table. This, yeah, the same yeah. beer side by side. And it's night and day difference. Mm -hmm. So doesn't seem very sweet. Pleasant, lightly, uh, lightly sweet, but uh, chocolatey malt nose up front. Uh, and there's a low but fairly firm citrusy hop in there. It's um, medium low fruity esters. Uh, not super fruity, but just kind of in there. And, uh, you know, seems like a nice ale ferment. Pretty clean. No DMS or diacetyl. Um, you know, th there's other uh, malt undertones in there, too, besides just, like, chocolateiness. It's not, not a one-trick pony per se. There's some uh, light nuttiness in there as well. You know, a little kind of bread crustiness and a little, you know, light toast, light, you know, caramel. Appearance-wise, it's a nice medium brown, very very clear, impressively clear, with a um, a light tan head. That the, well, the lights were dimmed earlier. Now it's a very light tan, hmm. uh, almost beige uh, colored head. Thanks for bringing those lights up, Bebo. It's always best to judge beer in as dark a room as possible. <laughs> then you don't see the murkiness. Look, and the weird you guys, head. you guys seen that movie Inside Out? It's that's what it is in here. Okay, you're, you're just my my the control room. Yeah, yeah I'm ding dong. Is what I am. <laughs> All right, we're judging yeah. beer here. We need some light. No, we don't. Come on, you can't afford to pay the bill. The only light you're going to see is my soul leaving my body. Ow! We can't judge beer by candlelight. Okay, no. Do we, do we need to stop the show? And no, have a we're fine. Keep right. going, Brian. Keep candles going. are interfering with you. Uh, Let's go. The aromas as well. I'm smelling your vanilla candles, and they're just not working for me. I've been doing this for 36 minutes, and it's been the longest 36 minutes of my life. <laughs> Dear Lord. Uh, Brian, we can help. So the, the head really sticks around quite nicely. It's, it it's, really does. It's creamy in texture and thick. And uh, nicely done. The head and the other examples actually sticking around pretty well too. So that's well. Although I'm looking at yours, and yeah, there is a difference there. It's it's falling flat yeah. quicker, more quickly on that one. It's easily aroused. Um, so yeah, nice job on the appearance. Three three of three. Um, flavor wise, this is a pretty rich malty beer, medium low chocolate, but not very sweet. It, it finishes. Medium to medium dry, I would say, in that range. Uh, and, you know, it's okay for style. It doesn't have to be super sweet. It can be it can be pretty dry, too. Um, there's a range that's allowed there. It can be sweet or dry almost. You can get away with a lot there. But it depends on how you want it to express itself and what you're trying to do. Um, the balance is definitely to the malt. And uh, it has a low earthy citrusy hop, medium low bitterness, which is out of the way. And uh, very clean fermentation. I'm not getting any water distractions here. No mineral minerality, if that's a word. Uh, no obvious flaws at all, really. It's just a nice, clean ale. Um, it's the it's chocolate and toast and a light nuttiness lingering in, in the aftertaste. Uh, just kind of sticks around, and then the CO2 is helping to push that. I'm going to check the aftertaste on this other beer, because I think that's something the carbonation is going to affect a lot, too. So the other one, it's also a little more aged in the bottle, so it does fall flat a little faster. Um, 
Mouthfeel-wise, it's medium-bodied, no warming noted, medium-high carbonation, as you know, should be pretty carbonated, uh, somewhat smooth, uh, not really creamy per se, but there's also no, no stringency here either. So um, just a nice kind of middle-of-the-road smooth beer. Um, you know, feel it on the tongue. It's not not too prickly despite the fairly high carbonation, and it's, it's, it's not warming or biting your tongue in any way. It's just nice and smooth. It goes down easy. Um, overall, this is nice, very pleasant drinking American brown ale. Yeah. Um, I would say it's not on the overhopped side of the style, but also not on the, you know, there's a sweeter side and there's kind of like the, you know, hey, we're America, we're going to need to hop everything up too much. And, and um, you know, I won't name any names of, of, of beers that uh, have that kind of characteristic and kind of border on the style of maybe a brown IPA kind of thing. But, uh, you know, this one just kind of hits all the marks for the style and is quite well balanced for what it is. Um, you know, maybe yeah. maybe searching a little bit for personality. Um, like, is it is it the sweet kind? Is it the hoppy kind? It's kind of the middle of the road. Yeah. Um, no. But it has a nice malt complexity to it. Um, you know, you could use even a little bit more though. It's like mostly mostly the chocolate and a little bit of breadiness. You know, you could bring up some some other malts to make it just a little more interesting. But you, you no. don't really need to do that either. So don't touch it. I gave it a forty. I thought it was a very pleasant beer. Yeah, don't touch it at all, Jason. If you touch this beer, I will know, and God will strike you dead. Don't and hop don't, it up, especially. Don't ever hop it. I mean, you maybe you could funk with it a little bit with a, a little bit more IBUs, maybe like aroma. five, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, a little aroma hop, maybe like some Huel Melon or something, just yeah. like weird. And off the cuff, but sure. it's a great beer. Brian Char. Don't say the beer gods are going to strike him down and then tell him to add more IBUs. <laughs> I didn't say the beer just... gods. I said literally God. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, But Buddha I, will stop him, so it's fine. Yeah, that's, that's true. So what's interesting is, uh, yeah, like Brian was saying, this this beer, there's a, I think there's a 10-point difference between the less carbed and the higher carb version of this beer. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's just the pH from having that additional carbonic acid, if it's the... Uh, just the, the mouthfeel aspect of having it not just be limp on the tongue, uh, but there's a, the flavors are similar, but it's just it's a significantly different. It's it's more it's crisper, it's brighter, it's more perky. Uh, I want to drink more of the highly carbonated one, where the less carbonated one is like, okay, I had a sip, I'm not sure I want really a lot more. Yeah, no, I don't know that I'd go 10 points, but maybe 5 to 7. It's it's a pretty big difference. Okay, maybe 8, 7, seven 8. We'll, we'll maybe agree. <laughs> we, we, would, we can both agree on 7 as the overlapping of uh, number there. Sure. Uh, I thought this was a really nice beer. Uh, low malt uh, in the aroma, low floral hops that uh, complement and don't clash with the dark malt. Good good choice of, of malts, actually. It's... It's really hard with darker beers sometimes to to do hop selection, and I don't know when the the brown IPA kind of came into vogue a few years ago. People used a lot of sea hops with the dark dark malts, and they just totally clash. You know, Cascade Centennial, you know, Columbus. None in my mind, none of those work very well with dark malts. So whatever your hop choice is here, it seems more more British to me. It really, really complemented uh, the dark malt. So good job. Uh, low esters, kind of like a British fermentation character, kind of that Venus slash maybe slightly woody character you get from British ale yeast. Uh, malt definitely comes through stronger than the the hops and the aroma, though. Gave it 9 out of 12. Uh, appearance, uh, 3 out of 3. There's a big heroic head that just doesn't want to go away. Uh, color, uh, this beer is dark brown with some, some ruby... Uh, tint in it 
uh, ivory head. It's crystal clear, really well done. Uh, flavor, initially I get sort of a, a toasty dark malt and chocolate uh, with some British ale fermentation esters, like a, a Venice grape, uh, slightly woody character to them that you get with like the, the more traditional British yeast. Really well attenuated. Uh, balance is slightly to the malt. Finish is long and malt-focused. Uh, 14 out of 20 on, on flavor. Mouthfeel. Uh, carbonation is definitely higher than the lower carbonation one. I'd still put it in the medium-low level, but I think it's appropriate for this beer where it is. Maybe medium is where I should end up landing in the low-medium-to-high spectrum. But it's definitely more what I would want to experience for a mouthfeel from this beer than the lower-carbonated uh, version of this. Uh, mouthfeel is kind of medium-low, uh, no warming, uh, which you wouldn't want from a, a beer uh, of this style anyway. Uh, creamy. Uh, gave it five out of five. Overall impressions, seven out of ten. I think it's flavorful and well-made. Uh, it might be just a little bit on the British side of uh, a brown ale to me. Mm. So I, I do get some sort of, and this is you know nitpicking, mm -hmm. so overall score is 38, which is, a, I think, a, a good score. It's, it's a really good beer. I like it a lot. It's technically very good. It's exactly. What's, what's yeah. the, yes, excellent, actually, technically, excellent. it's excellent. Just, oh, shit, sorry. Just an excellent score. I'll never, I'll uh, never downgrade you again. The, so I'm just, I'm picking nits here. But I, I get some of that, to, what I, I, I personally get some of that British ale fermentation character out of this. And as an American brown ale, I, I'd be, I, I'm curious mm. to chat with you about what yeast you used. If you used like a Cal ale, I re retract my comments and I'm an idiot. Uh, if you used more of a London ale... Uh, type yeast, I might then suggest you're the next idiot. time. <laughs> no one's an idiot. It's just, I would use more of an American. It doesn't have to be Cal Ale. It can be you know, 20 kinds of American ale yeast you can use. Yeah. I might suggest more of a neutral American kind. But overall, I really like this beer. I think it's really well made. Um, and again, I mean, like the last one, I would sit at the, the bar here at the Grenade and have like two grenade. or and be really happy. <laughs> Not be able to drive home. Man. Exactly. Yeah, I, I see. Drive me home, Brian. I mean, I see what you mean about uh, about maybe it leans a little more English because it, it isn't. Yeah. It isn't. American beers tend to just be a little more obtuse, a little more pokey, and English beers tend to be a little more smooth. And this kind of yeah. is a little more smooth with that. So I see what you're saying. Maybe that's why I like it so much because American brown yeah. ales usually across the board kind of suck. Like they're either they're either they're either you. overly sweet or overly bitter, overly hoppy, and um, they they all kind of. I mean the yeah. the the only American brown ale worth drinking honestly is Moostrol. Everything so, else is kind of just blah and weird or, or and, too sweet or yeah. too yeah. Cloying. So this to me is is a, a great beer. If I so, could if I could yeah. have this at my house on the reg, I would drink less Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Yeah, Jason's going to give us his recipe. And I, I would also, and on the spectrum, if there's American Whoa. brown is a one and English brown is a 10, I'd still put okay. this around like a five or or, you know, or under five. I wouldn't say this is all the way in the English side. Yeah. But it's not a one like this is super American. No, and I, I would agree with you, and I would I would venture to guess that's probably why Jason entered it in our little show as yeah. an American brown, because yeah. it is sort of riding the line between the two. It's not quite English, but not quite American, so I think he just threw a dart. Cool. That'd be my estimate. I don't know. Well done either way. 
Well, yeah, and it's a beer style that can have some some of the flavor characteristics of the style that are listed in the yeah. guidelines are English style kind of characters, especially in the mall. They can have a little nuttiness to it, right? Have some caramel, just like Brian Sharp, richness, <laughs> a little nuttiness, yeah, yeah a, little a little nuttiness, a little richness. <laughs> uh, but definitely the the carbonation does make it a lot more perky. Um, you know, yeah, I, I like a. A nice MLT. It's a you know nice and perky. Um, What's an MLT? Uh, mutton lettuce and tomato sandwich. Well, the mutton is really mutton lean. Is nice and lean. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck are you guys so talking about? <laughs> Sorry, it's a Princess Bride quote. No. How do you not know this, Jason? What? Smoke weed about it. There's hey. nothing better than true love, except a nice MLT. Oh, yeah, I don't know, man. Dude, if you're gonna feel so, you need to go home and watch Princess Bride. Miracle you will feel so much better about your life. This is and everything. Last, this you know what we're doing after the show, do. JP? When, yeah, going we're our going separate to your ways. House to watch Princess Bride. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're gonna do. You guys are gonna drive uh, 35 minutes out of your way to watch Princess. Watch me yes. fall asleep on the couch yeah. watching Princess Bride. We are. Mm, I don't know about that. Anyway. All right. Well, very good, Jason. Sorry we couldn't uh, connect with you, boy. Boy, boy, um, I'm sorry about that, but uh, we know, we'll get you on the flip, dude. I wanted to ask him about his homebrew club. I always uh, do that. I wanted to hear I know about you his do. club. Yeah, That's you, my thing. It is your thing. That is, you're, you're, the club, you're the club thing guy. I've been deprived of my thing. Jason, you got to email us and tell us what your club is. Please and, do. Uh, give, us, give us a shout out Please for your do club. That. All right, everybody, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap some stuff up, and then we're, we're uh, going to get out of here, unless you're listening live, in which case you'll be trapped here with me hello fellow beginners this is sully from the 21st amendment brewery located in san francisco just two blocks from giants park before nico and i opened the 21a before i was a professional brewer i homebrewed on my small four burner apartment stove in a back house in santa monica california making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all grain brewing homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then The internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up, you might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. The leader in affordable, high-quality kegerators is here. Introducing Comos, the kegerator designed with serious beer drinkers in mind. It features an all-stainless-steel draft tower, a major upgrade over traditional chrome-plated brass towers, and Comos keeps your new tower cold with their air-cooled tower fan, wrapping your beer lines in frigid coolness. Your beer is poured from innovative forward-sealing faucets that don't leak, so they stay cleaner for longer. Dual gas inlets on the rear of the fridge allow you to run both CO2 and nitrogen gas. Serve your beer with CO2, serve your kegged wine, or even cocktails with nitrogen. The digital temperature display has the largest range available, allowing you to use the Comos Kegerator for fermentation if you need to. And now Comos Kegerators ship with duo-tight draft fittings for that click-to-connect assembly we've all dreamed of. Buy direct from ComosDraft.com and receive free shipping on your order. That's K-O-M-O-S Draft.com. I'm sorry to tell you this. We're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right, we're going to call Jason here real fast. Apparently, I screwed up. We, you committed some Dr. Homebrew malpractice? Again, yeah. Does your apparently. policy cover that? 
Or does yeah. our policy? Oh my God, does our policy cover that? Do we have a policy? No. I don't know. I think we have a doc here that talks. <laughs> I think it's the same no. shit, right? Aflac. Oops, do we have to cut mm -hmm. that out later? Maybe. Yeah. Well, we should yeah. probably have to cut it out on principle. Yeah, cut cut everything just out. Not Actually, funny. yeah, just play the commercials because <laughs> the only interesting part. Yeah, bro, just play the the interview with the guest. Yeah. yeah. Jeff Ken and Jason sound like edit like they're talking to each other. Mm -hmm. That'd be fine. All right, well, see, cool. he's not even answering anyway, so. He's not on his phone. Okay. Good job. Oh, man. Good job, Jason. All right. Well, let's get out of here then, everybody. He's a Jason. Wow. We liked this beer a lot. Yeah, it was Maybe good that, stuff. Like, these it guys was good. A game. This was a great show for beer. It really was. A yeast. great moment for mankind. That's Jay true. Jason, if you want to email us what yeast you used for this, I'd be really curious. Uh, if you don't, uh, that's cool. Uh, and enjoy the show in a couple of weeks. Thanks for sending See? your beer in. There you go. Mm -hmm. All right, everybody. If you're listening live for whatever reason, give us about 15, 20 minutes to gather our purse and our pearls. And uh, we'll be back on the air. And then if not, just go ahead and find another show to listen to on the Brewery Network. There's a bunch of them. I'm sure they're all great, but none is better than Dr. Homebrew because this is really uh, where you get all of your information. Everything else is just fun. But this is, you know, it's like the everything else is icing on the cake. But really what you want is the cake, right? Yes. Where else do you have uh, No, wait, other way around. The oh, icing on the beer. The other way around. The, we're, we're the, everything else is the cake and we're the icing because that's really what you want. You want to scrape your finger along the icing and taste it. Scrape your finger along us and, and well, you get taste the hint. Us, yeah. Do you want cake, Jason? We can get you I hate cake. Cake, cake okay. is fucking gross, by the way. Pie, pie is the best dessert. And cheeses. But pie. But tiki drinks? Well, I mean, you know, that's every day. I have we that, could, I have we that for breakfast. We could talk for an hour about this, but we probably we shouldn't. No. no. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in. This has been Dr. Homebrew, and you've been great. Good night. Uh,